It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts edition of locked on wizards there is a coaching carousel plenty of teams looking for a head coach and one that has just been hired we're discussing billy donovan's move to be the new head coach for the chicago bulls plus the other coaching vacancies around the nba and the news that's broke around the start of the 2021 season all those details and more right here on locked on wizards you are locked on wizards your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and happy Wednesday, everybody. We have had some great conversations already to start off this week, getting into the All-NBA teams. And I want to thank all of those that have reached out through social media to share their thoughts on my take about Bradley Beal needing to be an All-NBA player. You know, at the end of the day, again, just to reiterate what I said in Tuesday's show, if you're going to say that Giannis Antetokounmpo is the MVP by a landslide, and beating LeBron James, who was still the best player in the league because Giannis had a better statistical season as an individual, not looking at the way the Lakers grew and and were playing so much better this year to last year, then you cannot argue on the other side that Bradley Beal should not be an All-NBA player. You cannot use the fact that it's a regular season individual award for Giannis and not for Bradley Beal. If we're not looking at whose team made the playoffs and what standings they had and records and All the other team aspects, it should apply to everyone. It is an individual regular season award, especially one that's based heavily on stats and numbers. And looking at the stats and numbers, Bradley Beal deserves to be on an all-NBA team. And so thank you all for your feedback and responses. For the most part, it seems like a good amount of you agreed with me, so I'm happy to hear, and hopefully that you are back on the show today. I haven't pushed you away completely because, honestly – While I think LeBron James is still the best player in the league, I can see Giannis being the MVP. I'm not discrediting that whatsoever. I'm just saying if we're going to hold one standard for one player, it should be the same standard for another player. And when we're looking at these individual regular season awards, we could easily say the Bucs are home right now as the Lakers are playing in the Western Conference Finals. The Wizards didn't make the playoffs. None of that matters. We're not looking at playoffs. We're not looking at teams. We're looking at the individual. So even if the Wizards had the worst record in the NBA, Bradley Beal's numbers are still one of the best. He deserves to be an all-NBA team player. He's earned it. He's worked hard for it. He deserves it. So, honestly, it's not the first time Bradley Beal's been snubbed, but like I've been saying around LeBron James not getting MVP, I think everything happens for a reason. For LeBron right now, he's competing for a much bigger title that is much more important than MVP. I think anybody will agree they'd rather have their team fighting for a championship than to win a regular season MVP award. He can win finals MVP, and the Lakers can win it all. I think that would be a much better trade-off. But for Bradley Beal, same thing. 
there's a bigger fight here. More than just the All-NBA team, more than just being an All-Star, it's for the Wizards to have a better season next year, be a playoff team, that you cannot afford to overlook him. You have to put respect on his name. You have to give him what is earned, which is for him to be a top player in the league. And I know that there will be other players that have been injured this past season that are expected to come back. We know every year things happen. So on paper, we can look at 20 players that are across the league could be in that spot for All-NBA. I know somebody brought up Trey Young as another player that was not on an All-NBA team. There are a number of talented players. We only have 15 spots. But when you look, if we're focusing on the individual and the statistics, you have to, have to, have to put the player there that makes the most sense. So I think it is time to put some respect on these players' names, starting with Bradley Beal, who, in my opinion, is without a doubt an all-NBA player. So thank you again for those that have commented on social media to share your thoughts around what you think should change what should be different if Bradley Beal should have been an all NBA player or not, because things are going to have to uh, change and work out for the future, whether it's having him on, be on an all NBA team or even for the wizards as a whole got to get better. So we don't have this conversation. What I've always lived under the idea of that my parents raised me is don't leave any room for anybody to ever doubt you. You do things 10 times better than your opponent than the person standing next to you so that people can't even Find a reason to overlook you, to discredit you, to downplay your talents, and you've got to be 10 times better. You can't leave any room for people to say, eh, you're not, you're not. no, 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 no excuses. You can't, you cannot overlook my talents, and that's the way that Bradley Beal has to be moving forward. Still so young, still a lot of basketball left to be played. Well, there has been some breaking news. Jim Boylan, who was fired earlier this, this season, is out for the Bulls. And we've got a new head coach in Billy Donovan. I know I had a conversation with someone, and the, the question was who I thought was going to be hired first, Brett Brown or Billy Donovan. And I honestly thought Billy Donovan because of the, his history. Looking at Brett Brown in the Sixers versus Billy Donovan in OKC, he's at least gotten that team, especially this past season. Nobody expected the Thunder to be a playoff team. Nobody expected them to be a top team. And for him to be able to lead an un suspecting thunder to a playoff to a seven game series with the Rockets I think that kept his name in the ballot as a coach that's still worthy and deserving of having a team whereas Brett Brown and the Sixers have underperformed Billy Donovan and the Thunder although they definitely have had series looking at that 3-1 series they were up versus the Warriors years back the series I think they were matched up it was the Rockets again that they've matched up with before but they've had playoff series they should have won. Do not get me wrong. Um, it was the Warriors that I'm talking about. When the, when the Thunder were up 3-1 and lost the year before Kevin Durant now decided to make the move to be Cupcake and go to the Warriors after being up 3-1 and losing 4-3. The Thunder have had some playoff disappointments. But overall, as a whole, the Thunder have been a team that Billy Donovan's done a good job around coaching. And it was just time for a move. Time, definitely need a new voice in the locker room, new leadership. And I think that for him going to Chicago, which is a rising up and coming team as they were not even in the top 22 this season and were not even a part of the NBA restart, the Bulls definitely needed a change. So if you're looking at this pool of NBA coaches, I think he is someone whose name is at the top because again, he wasn't underperforming. He just did not do as well as he should have been able to. 
So I do want to get into some more thoughts around Billy Donovan going to the Bulls and also some of these other rumors around players and where they're going to be going moving forward in this coach's carousel that we're seeing in the NBA. So we'll get into that more right here on Locked on Wizards. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards. The news is out. Billy Donovan will be coaching the Chicago Bulls. The former Oklahoma City Thunder head coach now already has a new team, which was not a surprise. Honestly, we, I expected some of these coaches that were fired over the last couple of weeks to quickly be put into a new position. Here we are. Donovan did thank the team's ownership for the opportunity to coach the Chicago Bulls. He said he's looking forward to it and that he is excited to be working with this historic franchise as we know the Bulls having a history of championships definitely not in the last few years but hoping to be able to get back to being a championship franchise now I don't see that in the foreseeable near future but I think that Billy Donovan will be at least able to help them be more competitive in the league looking at the teams across the east where are the Bulls going to move up who are they going to move up higher than and how now I expect some other offseason changes of course but Bulls aren't there right now. They're definitely not. But I know that Zach Levine actually was playing Call of Duty. He was playing Call of Duty when the news broke, which I think is in itself is so interesting. He's sitting there playing Call of Duty. The news breaks that Levine, um, Donovan will be coaching the Bulls, and Zach Levine is reacting live. Did not even stop playing Call of Duty. Continues having his conversation and, and gaming. And this is what he had to say about it, which I thought was very hilarious. And it's, it's very dry because he's in the middle of a video game, which I guess priorities is, is Call of Duty. But this is what he had to say. Oh, damn. We got Billy Donovan as our next coach. I swear. Just came out. Yeah. Wow. That'll be good. Billy Donovan was the coach for OKC. He used to coach at Florida. Really good coach. So this got me for a number of reasons. And the first being that Zach Levine clearly has no idea that Billy Donovan is going to be coaching the Bulls. And most times when there's a new hire, I feel like the best players are somewhat no, at least knowledgeable. You know, the, there's always discussions about the hiring process, around, you know, who's going to be, who's the front runner, who's potentially going to be coming in. But nope. <laughs> Zach Levine seems like he has no idea what's going on. He's, he's not even like, he doesn't even stop playing his game. He just continues playing and, 
continues right on and he's like completely in the dark very dry about it it's not like an excited like oh yay we got our new coach it's just like oh dang billy donovan's our new coach the okay the oklahoma city thunder coach <laughs> i mean first of all that's video gaming at its finest i have a brother that plays video games and i can just tell you do not have a conversation with someone playing video games they're so into it so i kind of get it but also this is your new head coach <laughs> so it's just very interesting to hear that after just a couple weeks between the time that Billy Donovan and OKC parted ways, he is now already taking over as head coach of the Bulls, hoping to rebuild this franchise. And interestingly enough, as the news is breaking around Billy Donovan, they're also, you know, for the Bulls specifically, they're in the middle of doing a three-week voluntary workout session. And players can work out if they want to. Of course, they're not forced to work out, especially around COVID, but anybody that is interested is able to work out. Billy Donovan's unsure if he's going to be able to be a part of these sessions, but he's not the only one. Guard Chris Dunn actually has opted not to participate. He is going to be a free agent and also, as you know, sprained his right MCL at the end of uh, the month of January. So he's still rehabbing, still not fully healed. So for the health precautions, seems like he's playing it safe but also not really sure about his future with the Bulls. He will be a restricted free agent if the Bulls do extend him a qualifying offer. But with free agency approaching around the corner, he might be an unrestricted free agent and free to sign anywhere. So we'll see how the Bulls handle this, this business deal in that sense. Looking at Billy Donovan's coaching record, he's got a great resume coming in. He was a part of the Milwaukee Bucks coaching staff where he was a part of the Coaches Association Co-Coach of the Year with Mike Budenholzer. He also, in his first season with OKC, led the team to the Western Conference Finals when they had KD and Russell Westbrook. I know I will never forget that team. Uh, And then they reached the playoffs the next four years. He had a great coaching record over 500 with OKC. And he also signed his five-year deal with the Thunder after coaching with the University of Florida, where he did win two national championships. Now, Billy Donovan, again, has had the chance to lead this team to, to, to new heights and help OKC be a true playoff contender and postseason contender, as well as this past season where no one expected them to do this well. I think it, it's very deserving of him to have the opportunity to step into a new franchise and the Bulls and help them turn a corner that is much needed to be turned to get back to being competitive in the league. But I'm interested to see what's going to happen moving forward. This is a team that is very much in rebuild mode. We've talked about it with the Wizards. I don't think it's a rebuild fully. It's like a build. The pieces are already there. It's, got, it's now getting them in place, getting them healthy, getting everybody back. The Bulls are in complete rebuild mode. Let's call it for what it is. The biggest name leading this team, Zach Levine, who wasn't thrilled by this Call of Duty reaction, he averaged just over 25 points a game this season, but they have no pieces there around Zach Levine for the most part and definitely going to need to make some changes. So the good news is the Bulls will have some time. As we know, NBA commissioner Adam Silver did announce that as of now, the best guess for when the next season will start, 2021. Adam Silver did announce that we're not, still not really sure But the goal is to have a normal standard season that will not begin until January of 2021. As we know, the original hope and plan was to start in December. But then we did hear that that was being pushed back um, 
of course, the issue is not really around the quick turnaround, but just wanting to have fans in the stands and wanting to make sure that whenever the new season starts, that the NBA is ready to get back into somewhat of a normal season. Having fans, having, uh, you know, players be able to play in their home arenas instead of having to have a bubble. So the hope is by pushing the start of the season back, from what I get the sense of, it will also allow for the league to be able to return back to normal versus having to have an earlier start and maybe the beginning of the season is, you know, still with no fans or still with these restrictions in place around travel. But Adam Silver said that the earliest the league would start is Christmas of this year. But depending on how COVID continues to affect things, the league might be, as he says, quote unquote, better off getting into January. And again, the hope is to have a standard 82 game regular season, full postseason playing games back at home, back in arenas, and in front of fans. I'm happy about that. I think I would, you guys would agree, I would rather have them push the start of the season back a couple weeks to allow plenty of time to make sure that the league is ready to return properly instead of rushing back. I mean, what's the point of rushing back with no fans, rushing back with games not having to be played at home in arenas versus now where they're in a neutral site? You want to get back so – Adam Silver is talking about they have to figure out how to deal with like rapid testing, the precautions and protocols around having fans in the buildings, how to have the league return. They are learning from other sports. We're seeing the NFL right now, which has been using a lot of protocols as coaches have just been fined in the last week. A lot of money at that for that uh, matter because of not wearing their face masks. But we're seeing the NFL return back without a bubble. Major League Baseball, who we know struggled in their initial return with an incredibly high amount of cases, especially around the Marlins, they've been figuring out how to return and use and use COVID-19 protocols. College sports are back for football specifically. So Adam Silver is hoping, as he's been saying, to use the information that every other league is, is currently working through to be able to find a way for the NBA to safely return. The draft, potentially November 18th. So originally looking at October, that may be backed up as well. Looking at November 18th as a date that's now been recently released for the league and players to be able to have a full time of negotiating the collective bargaining agreement, working through salary caps, working through free agency and all the offseason commotion that goes on so that the league can have a full normal draft and then start to the new season. So I'm okay with that. I think that allows plenty of time to be able to have the league get back on track. I love the way that the bubble has been working out. I'm happy that we've been able to have playoffs and have a, a, you know, a close to the season. But I think you guys would agree it's time for the league to get back to what it is. I am a, I'm looking forward to being able to get back into arenas, back into, into the games as a fan and as a reporter as well to be there instead of watching – from a neutral site. Uh, so yeah, it's time to get the league back. So coming up, we're just going to discuss more around what's going on in the NBA across coaching changes and across the league here on Locked on Wizards. Let me tell you guys about the delicious treat that's going to allow you to snack healthy. That's right. You can do both. If you know me, you know I have a sweet tooth. I enjoy cupcakes, cookies, brownies, all the sweets, and Built Bar actually has delicious flavors. Let me just run down some of my favorites. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, mint brownie, salted 
caramel. Yes, caramel, not caramel. And peanut butter brownie. Delicious. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And they're healthy. So it's great if you are on a keto diet or working to lose or maintain weight. You can do all that while snacking on a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And I definitely recommend Built Bar. So if you head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your next order. Now you can save money, eat healthy, and eat delicious. Doesn't get any better than that. So go ahead on over to BuiltBar.com and try the best tasting protein bars. And I can guarantee you from me to you, you will not regret it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're looking at the Sixers with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, the Pacers with an incredible breakout performance by TJ Warren, Victor Oladipo, who's working back to be healthy, DeMontis Sabonis. You've got the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram, who's coming off of a most improved player of the year award, Zion Williamson, an all-rookie player. OKC, as mentioned, probably losing Chris Paul, but still has the pieces there to be a very good team. So it's exciting for any coach that steps into these roles that will be able to have a chance to come in and be a part of a playoff team that you can now add to instead of having to completely start from scratch and rebuild. So looking at some of the names, you know, of course we have the player, the coaches that have been fired, like a Brett Brown who was fired from the Sixers, Mike D'Antoni being fired from the Rockets. Although, excuse me, Mike D'Antoni and his wife, Laurel, made sure to send out a letter before they could be fired because we know all and well, by the time he landed, I don't think his, the wheels even landed on the plane before he sent that letter because I'm 99.9% sure the moment that Mike D'Antoni touched down back at home, the, the mutually parted ways letter was coming. He, the fire was coming. So he quit before he could be fired. So, okay, he did quit. Mike D'Antoni quit, but was going to be fired. Alvin Gentry out. And, um, of course, you have Nate McMillan out. So some good coaching candidates in that because I think Nate McMillan actually is someone that I thought did very well with the Pacers and was limited in what he had. So for me, he's someone I'm looking to pick up if I'm one of these teams. I think another name that keeps coming up, Mark Jackson, who has been out of the league coaching for a while. We know he was a part of the Warriors' growth, and then Steve Kerr took over to help them become the Warriors' dynasty. But in, those, in that 2011 and 2014 time he was with the Warriors, led them to the playoffs in his final two seasons, really, in my opinion, built the foundation of what Steve Kerr was able to benefit off of. I think Mark Jackson got that team there. He didn't have a chance to see them through, but – he was a big reason why they got there, and he still has been so heavily involved with the game and the, and the broadcasting side. But I do think Mark Jackson is a good coach. I know 
the discussion about him being blackballed often comes up. He's deserving of being a head coach. As I mentioned, um, Nate McMillan, please do not put Jeff Van Gundy in a head coaching spot. Please do not. I am asking you. He has not coached in over a decade, and let's keep it that way. I don't love him as a broadcaster, but I love him a lot less as a coach. <laughs> That's my very politically correct way of saying I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's, he's more he's, – he's removed. Let's, let's, let's keep him where he's at. Um, but he is someone that's named the Van Gundys, always come up around coaching openings. But we do have some other coaches. Becky Hammond, Dawn Staley, some female coaches. Let's get one of these female coaches into these coaching positions. Of course, Dawn Staley has been incredible at the college level and is someone that is deserving of it. Not only is she a former Olympic gold medalist and Hall of Famer as a player, but she's also led her as a college coach led her program to not only three final fours, but also a championship game. They, they won a championship. What she's done at South Carolina alone to help build that dynasty in women's college basketball. If she's making a move to the pros, she's why not? Why not? Becky Hammond, another one who's been working with pop, one of the best coaches in the NBA in NBA history and working at it as an assistant for the Spurs, learning from Coach Greg Popovich. I think she's ready. There are some women out there that are trailblazing, ready to make a move. So again, that diversity piece is not just about a black or white thing. But Becky Hammond, also a tremendous former player herself, played over a, a decade as a, as a WNBA player. She's been a part of the Spurs. She coached the Spurs Summer League team to a title in 2015. Give her a chance. She's ready. She is ready. So I definitely want to see what happens. I mean, there are some other names. Ty Lue, Tyron Lue, who we know uh, very well from coaching the Cavs, leading them to their first ever NBA franchise title in 2016. LeBron, Cleveland, this is for you. Tyron Lue benefited from that. He's been an assistant. He is probably looking back to get into the head coaching role after being an assistant with the Clippers. Another former player, Jason Kidd, who's been an assistant with the Lakers, probably looking to get back into a head coaching position. Both who did, well, of course, Ty Lue did a little better in winning a championship, but LeBron was a big reason behind that. Jason Kidd struggled in his coach, head coaching role. But I think that there are enough pieces of former players, diversity, different types of hires, that I personally just do not want to see the coaches that were fired and Brett Brown and Mike D'Antoni be moved to another team. I think Nate McMillan is, is someone that should be given another head coaching spot. Looking at what he's done over his 15 seasons as a head coach with the Trailblazers and specifically the Pacers, even the Seattle Super, Supersonics, he is a great coach in my opinion. And I thought this Pacers team this past season with the amount of injuries that they had getting to the playoffs, although they were swept, were a very good team and, uh, and fun to watch. And he had them playing on both sides of the ball so well. I think the TJ Warren bursting out of the bubble is a big part of Nate McMillan. He is a head coach that's deserving of a new team and, uh, and to be given another chance. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I know I'm just rambling on and giving some speculatory thoughts. I don't know which coach makes most sense for which team. But I do think, as mentioned, for these five coaching openings that we have, I don't know if it gets any better than this. If you're a coach looking to get into, especially as someone like Becky Hammond looking to get your first head coaching opportunity, 
these are the best opportunities for you. It's teams that are right there on the cusp, just need a coach that's going to put them over. For the Sixers, for example, I'm just going to pick on them. You have the all-stars. You've got the pieces. You've got role players. You've got young players like someone like Shake Milton and Matisse Tybal. You've got two all-stars in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You have an, a veteran in Al Horford. You have uh, Tobias Harris and, and Josh Richardson. You've got depth. You've got players coming off the bench. They just need a coach and a new leader that's going to be a different voice to help push this team to get them over that hump so that they're not getting knocked out by the Celtics in the first round and not a number six seed, but a top team in the East. So if I'm any of these coaches, I'm excited. And I know that there have been a lot of discussions around who's the front runner for some of these positions. Ty Lue, Mike D'Antoni actually have been a front runner for the Sixers. I don't think Mike D'Antoni makes sense in Philly. He's going to run um, Alpha Horford and Dolan Bede out of there because we know he's all about small ball. And what are you going to do with your bigs? There goes those two. So for the Warriors, Mike Brown, actually a name that's been coming up. Uh, Warriors Mike Brown for the Pacers, excuse me, as the head coaching opening. And we've seen Mike Brown, what he's done in Cleveland. Not really sure. If he makes most sense for the Pacers, I think Nate McMillan might be a better coach in my opinion, but I'm no expert on that. So what do I know? But um, I think that that was interesting when I saw his name actually come up around being a potential front runner for the Pacers head coaching job. Lots of names here. We've seen Steve Nash get hired by the Nets. We've now seen Billy Donovan hired by OKC. We need some diversity. We need some new voices in these locker rooms, different, different perspective. And all I know is of these five teams, I better see a female and I better see a black head coach. I'm sorry. I'm calling it for what it is. As a black woman, it's time to get some representation in these head coaching spots, especially since we have the qualified candidates. You have, as I mentioned, I already read the list off for you. Nate McMillan. I'm even going to put Tyron Lue in that category. Someone needs to get a head coaching spot. Um, between them, Becky Hammond, if you're bringing Dawn Staley, if she's interested in making a move to the NBA level, I'm not sure if she wants to stay at the college level. Maybe she wants to make that move. There are enough coaches of different backgrounds and different voices that let's not just recycle the same coaches that were fired or quit before being fired to a new team. Let's get some new voices and some change in these, in these locker rooms and who's leading these teams. So as we're moving forward, we've got to get into what's going on, not only in the NBA playoffs, but the WNBA playoffs. The Las Vegas Aces tied their series up against the Sun 1-1 Wednesday. The Seattle Storm took the 1-0 lead over the Minnesota Lynx in the final seconds. And we've got to get into all that's going on around Alicia Clark's putback at the buzzer to lead the storm over the links and the tied up series as we prepare for the next game three for the sun and aces and game two for the storm and links coming up on Thursday. All that and more right here on locked on Wizards. So hit that subscribe button. We're talking all things basketball this week from the NBA awards to the playoffs, to the WNBA and their playoffs, to head coaching changes and the coaching carousel. Keep up to date as we're getting into it each and every day right here on Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And I'll see you back here Thursday as we get into more around the WNBA playoffs. Have a great one, guys. I'll see you next time. Washington out.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.